What's up, filmmakers, producers, and hunters? This is your host, Jordan Suzwitz, and you are listening to the Film the Hunt podcast brought to you by Bedford Cameron Video. Film the Hunt is your leader in outdoor video education and is designed by Tom Petrie and Nick Ventura of Become One. I think we've designed this curriculum so that we can provide the training to help you develop an eye. I think one of the best things about cinematography is like when people break rules and it works. It's tough to film a hunt. Yeah. You really have to want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, to, and to turn that into a story is a very tough thing. One of the best decisions I've ever made because it changed sure. changed my life. Matt. Oh my gosh, dude, that footage is going to be insane. Jason Madsinger, welcome to the Film the Hunt podcast. I appreciate it. I've been waiting for this invite. I'm surprised I'm guest like 87 on the list. Where can you buy that, you think? Uh, Bedford Cameron Video. <laughs> I've talked about it enough on the podcast. I think people have figured that out. All right, guys, what is up? Nick Ventura here as the host. Um, my first time hosting a podcast. And to help me get through this, I'm here with a very familiar face, almost a co-host of almost. Film the Hunt at this point. <laughs> Luke from Bedford Cameron Video. Luke's also helped film us a few times, um, been on the podcast a ton. We always talk about cameras mostly when something new comes out. Um, Yep. That's exactly why we're here again today, isn't it? Yes, it is. What is this camera you want to talk about? So I would love, 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 love to talk about the R5C. And I'm very jealous because you got your hands on it. I did. Just for like one day. Yeah. Yeah. And was it everything you wanted? It's actually a really cool camera, man. And you're not really, I'm, you're not Canon per se. I'm not. You respect them, but you, you don't, you don't yeah, run the Canons. I mean, typically I, I shoot a Fuji, of course, for my photo stuff. And yeah. then when I'm doing video stuff, I'm typically utilizing black magic or red. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't usually go for a Canon, but this is actually a really cool camera. Yeah. Um, the fact that it is able to shoot 8k 60 internally kind of blows my mind yeah um it's it's an interesting design as far as the body wise um when i first got my hands on it i thought it was going to be really chunky and kind of lopsided but in all actuality the grip of it really feels just like an r5 Mm. except the monitor it kind of comes out on the backside because they have built-in cooling fans now so there's a cooling system now with that cooling system it allows you to shoot 8k 60 frames internally or 4k at 120 frames at unlimited time correct right as long as you have battery and memory you're rolling okay um there's a some you know somewhat not great things about it um one it does not have any stabilization but okay, for yeah. some people that's not too big of a deal right um but it does not have that in-body stabilization that you're familiar with on like an R5 or an R6 which yeah which I'm okay with because I think we've had some in-body stabilization that we just don't like yep. you know I think sometimes it tries you too hard you kind of get this jello effect yeah, sometimes yeah. and I yeah. think um you know, it, it, it keeps things looking real. Mm-hmm. I always said movement is okay. Obviously, we don't want shakiness. And I guess my point there is for the individual that's, you know, looking for their first camera, handheld, running yep. around a lot, that may not be their starting point, which at that price point, it really shouldn't be anyways. Yeah, right. Um, um, and if this is your first camera, you're going to have a long, steep learning curve to yeah. get behind that one. Um, but it, I mean, overall though, it, the fact that it has internal cooling, um, it is all recording to a CF express type B, um, card. It does have a SD card slot as well, but to get all of the recording rates and the resolutions and everything that you can shoot with that, you do have to have that CF express type B. Yeah. And um, just so people know, if they're hearing background noise, we're at the Great American Outdoor Show. Oh, yeah. We're out here in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Familiar. We're familiar faces. We've been here. You've been here only once before this. Yeah. So this is only my second year, but I guess technically it's like 
four years ish, yeah. three or four. No one actually remembers how many years this hasn't happened <laughs> yes. um, because of COVID. So um, we're debating between it wasn't here for one or two years. Yeah, and we've been here ever since before the NRA took over. We've been here. It's got to be going on seven, eight years now, I think. Yeah. And uh, I attended it before. Same with Tom. We've watched the show, you know, yeah. grow from a baby. It's never been a baby. It's always been a monster. <laughs> it's, it's always been huge. <laughs> it's like Benjamin Button. It, it may have gotten smaller in years, but it just, yep. you know, it, it, it keeps going. It's um, yep. it's such a cool show. And we love it. It's, it's amazing to see all the people that shoot cameras now and, and film their hunts. Yep. Um, it gets more popular every year. And yeah, we're. I was talking to somebody the other day about doing a podcast tomorrow and telling about film the hunt podcast. And I was like, yeah, it can be a little nerdy at times because we get, we like geek out over cameras and this is, this is exactly what we're doing. The R5C. Um, we currently are shooting R6s. I still think we'll keep those. Um, but man, I think one of the cool things is the megapixels and the photography side. Yeah. So, I mean, it's absolutely unheard of to have a camera that is shooting 8k at 60 frames a second, 4k at 120 frames Mm -hmm. a second still have a 45 megapixel full frame sensor for yeah. photos. Yep. And it's actually good at it. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Um I mean it's a killer camera. It really is. Yeah. I mean the fact that it has all of that capability, it'll shoot 20 frames a second too. Yeah. Like 45 megapixels at 20 frames a second. Yeah, I mean it's it's truly you know, cameras are never built for what we do. No. Um, we're just a small market. They're not yep. built for hunting. But I'd say this camera has a feature has features that everyone's gonna love from Absolutely. the hunting side. Absolutely. Um, and if you're like a documentary, you know, filmmaker or something like that, it's gonna be a killer camera yeah. to have as like your one and gun, you know, run and gun type of camera. You can shoot any type of video you need, but then if you need photos flip it over because the cool thing about this camera is it actually has two dedicated menu systems. Yeah. It's like so two cameras. In it's one. literally two cameras in one. So as you flip from video to photo, it's actually changing the menu system in it. So you can pre-program all your photo settings, have it set up the way you want it for your photo side. And then you can flip it to video and then pre-program all of that stuff for your video side. Yeah. That is, that's unreal. And it's, uh, I think one of the coolest things for us is just that the, the extra megapixels because usually yeah. we're used to the A7 series or the R6 where you have to sacrifice mm-hmm. that. Yep. And, um, and we're not huge on the photo side. We're mostly video. But we've got, I mean, I, I really couldn't ask for more. One of the other things too um, that I'll mention that is huge for us because that was one of, if the only downfall from switching from Sony to Canon that we had was audio. Yeah. Um, Sony had the K2M adapter that you could mm-hmm. mount on the top. For those people that didn't know, it connects to the hot shoe. That's an electric connection. Um, so your audio is gathered and it's powered. Um, so that was a cool that was a cool feature. And then we went to the Canon. We had to use uh, Beach Tech adapters. Nothing that was built for the Canons per se. Right. Um, audio limiter is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have that, so we're constantly monitoring audio. Right. For better or worse, sometimes it was great. A lot of times it wasn't. Yeah. Gunshots, calling. Yeah. Um, you know, you have those really high levels and then it falls off and yep. it was tough to monitor. And now with the R5C, they're coming out or is it already out? Yeah, I think it I think it is. I think I, it was made for other cameras as well, other cine cameras yeah. in that lineup. Um, but basically similar to the K2M, we have those audio levels. That's dual XLR. Mm-hmm all the controls of a major camcorder. um, And that's huge. And that right there alone is enough to make us, you know, try them out, switch. Um, Now I do want to kind of throw this out there too. Um, One thing you need to know about if you are shooting that 8K um, with that camera, the sensor and cooling capabilities of the camera are going to be utilizing so much power that... Mm. Yeah. that you're not actually going to be able to run. I don't think you're going to be able to run autofocus or a, um, adapter. So yeah. like if you had a, um, like a variable ND or, or a, 
um, some type of adapter on there, like, or actually not the variable indie, but the control ring adapter that the electronics mm. and that, okay. if you're running 8K, you're not, I don't think you're going to be able to still utilize those features. What about the audio adapter? So the audio should be fine because that's in the camera. Okay. It's it's past the camera into the lens. Okay. So it's kind of preserving all of its power as much as it can with mm-hmm. just what is in the camera. Okay. Which I think, you know, if you're shooting, I think shooting 4K autofocus is plenty good enough. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I think if you need I mean, 8K. If you're shooting 8K, hopefully you're not shooting it for very yeah, long. Yeah. Um, I don't think, to me, the 8K isn't, the capability is nice. Maybe for some of those Western hunts, those kill shots to crop yeah. in. But to me, it's almost too much. I don't think it's needed for space and whatnot. To me, the 4K 120 is huge. Oh, 4K The audio is huge. Um, the color science, you're mm-hmm. still having those high C-log, those C-log yep. twos, I think is the highest it goes. Um, yep. I mean, yeah, it's it's so cool. Ergonomically, it's got the fan. That was yep. one of the drawbacks of the R5 is it would overheat at times. Um more times than not yeah and i think that was one of the frustrating things is people were so excited and it's just like you know to me i always it's almost like buying a new car it's like when they come out with the very first model yeah there's things they have to work through um and the r6s have been great we've had no issues but one of the issues that's been constant has been the r5 and the overheating um and that's was that at 8k yeah 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 so i mean still not something that a lot of people should be using all the time right. and especially in the outdoor industry. I just don't think it's needed. I think it's overkill. Oh yeah. Um, we shoot well, 6k I mean, red a lot. So, but yeah. we also shoot a lot of commercials. We shoot a lot of stuff. Right. We'll shoot a lot of stuff in 4k. Um, I it's was all like, personal preference. We've shot two to one in accident for years. So. <laughs> two to one, two to <laughs> one. Um, um, but no, I mean like the vast majority of people that are going to be looking at this camera or someone that, that says, Oh my gosh, the thing can shoot 8k. Well, in all actuality, the most of the time you're not really going to use 8k. Yeah. Um, it's cool to have. It's great to have, um, but the, there's no real outlet for it yet. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, and that's gonna take a pretty beefy computer. Beefy computer, you know, something with some with some specs. Yes, very much so. Um, you're gonna have to have the new MacBook Pro M1 Max, or uh, I feel like you could be a salesman for Apple. Or, well, I can be a salesman for anyone. That's well, the issue. Yeah, but when you're passionate about something, it helps. It does help. And yeah. you're passionate about. About photography, videography a little bit. But yeah. Man, yep. you are you are like a walking apple. Oh man, absolutely. I mean, um, I am too. I'm not I'm not knacking it because I've I was, had I've got the AirPods, I've got yep. I've got the MacBook Pro, yep. I've got an iMac, yep. I've got a Mac Pro, yep. an iMac, but um and we've had this conversation. We can go into this a little bit. I you know, creativity with the Apple and to me it's built for people that like us with oh absolutely photography absolutely and then just the connectivity across all your devices is so nice because i utilize i have an ipad pro and then i have my macbook pro Mm, yeah and basically i can bounce between i can use that for editing photos on my you know yeah right there on the go or i can just shoot it over to my laptop and finish it on my laptop yeah I mean, that's fantastic. I think it's funny, too, when you get a phone call, it's like the whole house lights up. You yeah. get your, yep. your, oh, your gosh, AirPods yes. going, you got this, that. Yep. It's just like, there's no way to miss the call. Nope. Um, there's four things ringing at you at once. Yeah. Um, I don't want to bounce back. I know I'm already hurting my hosting capabilities. <laughs> Is there anything on the R5C you feel like we've left out that people need to know about? Um, so, I mean, there there are those kind of interesting quirks, right? Um, like the power consumption aspect when you're shooting in 8k, um, when you're, it also is going to be utilizing that NH battery, the LPE six NH. Okay. If you utilize a battery that is not that new one, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to get the full capabilities of the camera as well. Okay. So like you're not going to get that 8K or 8K60 or 4K 120 with an older mm-hmm. battery. So even if you have like, you know, a 5D Mark IV or something like that, that still has an LPE6 battery, 
Of course, it'll work in that camera, but it's not going to give you the full capabilities, the full specs of that camera. Okay. Um, because it's not giving it enough power. It's very interesting. It is. It's it's there's little there's little quirks kind of like that, but I mean overall that camera is fantastic. It yeah. really is. It's a killer combination video camera and stills camera. Yeah. So it's mirrorless. Yep. It's RF mount. Yep. Um, it's part of the R series, the family of ours. Um, I can't wait to get my hands on it, man. Is it, they're, they're looking at April, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's right, actually. And you were one of the lucky few to see it yep. for the first and, time. And, you know, it's really funny. Anytime Canon sends us something that is, you know, pre-released or whatnot, it's almost like, you know, the football, right? The, yeah. the <laughs> briefcase with the handcuffs, yeah. you know, because yep. they bring, they fly in someone that is personally carrying that camera. Wow. Um, that and that cool. person will then bring it to us and they are there with us the entire shoot. Even if it is in the studio or out in the middle of the woods somewhere, they're walking right there with us. Wow. Um, and it's, it's kind of like under lock and key, even when we're out in public, like if there's people around, we have to put a little sticky piece of tape on the C part. Really? Yeah. You can't, it's, it's kind of a interesting thing when you start working with cameras that haven't been released yet. What's this guy look like? Cause he's like, in a black suit. Oh no, he's a super nice guy. That'd be so cool. I know he, he just like comes in just <laughs> real men in black style. Uh, that'd be epic. But no, he's a really nice guy. He's a he's a canon rep for him though. That is yeah, that's interesting. I I I just assume that they would send it to you guys. No, like, no, canon is hardcore, man. Is that the other brands too similar or no? I mean, to an extent. I yeah. mean, if if it's a um like. For example, when the Fujifilm GFX 100 came out or before it came out, mm-hmm. anytime we would see something, it would always be with a Fujifilm representative, okay. right? Or um, if, man, my voice is starting to go. With, I wonder why. Oh, man, we're out here talking so much. <laughs> the dust and everything, um, yeah. Oh, geez. But um, most of the time, it, Sony or Nikon, they'll send it in to us and just be like, hey, Here's your NDA. Like, yeah. you know, don't be dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't get this again if you mess up kind of a thing. And that's um, what I assumed. I and, mean, I, and I, most of them are like that. But Canon is hardcore, man. Hardcore. It brings the, uh, yeah, it brings the, the excitement level up, doesn't it? It, it kind of does. I mean, it's actually really nice. I actually prefer it, especially with a pre-released item because... No one has, you can't Google this. You can't yeah. go, hey, how do I do this on the Canon, you know, yeah, R5C? So you can ask the question. I can ask that representative that is trained in that camera already saying, hey, how do I do this on this camera? Man, and he'd be would, like, oh, yeah, I got you. I would love to have that job and I would just so overplace. Oh, man. Sunglasses. You asked me yes. a question. I won't say a word. I just come you would, and open You would it up. have your suitcase or your briefcase just all foamed I'd out. I have it for handcuffed it. Like, yes. with the lanyard to the camera. So if they want to take a picture, my hand's always. Yep. You it's know, just in the corner of the photo. I oh, love that's, it. That's so cool to me that that's how they do it. I just, yeah, I just never, yeah. I never pictured that. Yeah. It's and it's it's like very uh, they're very particular about what you can and can't say on camera either. Mm. Um, so it's it's there's definitely a lot of hoops you got to jump through, but it's a really cool experience overall. Yeah. yeah. In Bedford's, you, you've got to be a big enough retailer to get the camera. Right. I mean, so Bedford Camera and Videos, I think we're in the top five biggest camera dealers in the okay. nation now. Um, so you do have to kind of prove yourself at, at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't start with pre-released things, right? Yeah. Um, when we started this, you know, video process and, and working through, um, reviews and things, we started with lenses and cameras that have been out already. Okay. It's things that we had on the shelf. Um, and as we did that, we posted them and kept posting them and kept posting them. And then finally it was like, Canon was like, Hey, that's pretty cool. You want to do one of a lens that hasn't been released yet. Mm. Um, and they kind of start you off with like something a little smaller, right? Yeah. Like a, a 51, eight or a 51, <laughs> four or yeah. something. Um, and then it, over time now it's like, okay, Hey, here's the Canon R five C that 
No one has yet. Mm. Um, so am I under the right assumption that if you're one of the top five that does it, is there a tier system, I guess, for who gets the, those cameras? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, usually of course, like B and H Adorama, those guys are going to get, um, the, the, the first go around yep. on, on those like pre-released items a lot of the time. Okay. Um, but that's not to say it's all the time. Yeah. Um, there are times that we get it before they do. Um, and it really just kind of depends. Um, but it's pretty, it's, it's not like you have it for a long time, you know? Um, we had the R5C for about 12 hours of daylight. Mm. Um, we had it for a few hours one night and then for about six or seven hours the next night. Okay. Uh, or the next day. Okay. Um, so it's not like we can keep it and hang out and do all these crazy, super long, in-depth, you know, reviews and tutorials and things. Do you which, video, I mean, do you guys uh, gather content for when it releases? Like, will you do a video talking about it? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And then when that day comes, here it is. So usually at this point now, we're getting those items before the release. So we already have a video out on Bedford's uh, YouTube um, about the R5C. Um, There's one that it's the kind of overview and introduction to it. And then one that's actually going to break down all of those little um, considerations for the camera, right? Okay. So like if you're looking at getting this camera, here are a few things to note. Mm. like those that power consumption aspect um of the lens or it has to be that battery like we break it down and kind of we've already got those two videos out Mm -hmm. so you can go online and and view those as of right now Hmm. interesting i guess i need to check out yeah uh, man what the heck you ain't even checking out our. i mean i've seen it this is for the this is for all the listeners to know where to see it absolutely Um, uh, absolutely no man i i uh I am super stoked. I know it was last year we got one of the early R6s and R5s yeah. to try um, after you guys, of course, before they came out, but they were already re- released. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was super appreciative. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's, it, I'd like to think that we, we as in Film the Hunt, become one, have a platform to help those cameras, mm-hmm. you know, fly off the shelves. And I really think this is, I told Austin and I've told you and Matt, that I think the R5C is one of those cameras that is really going to do well for, oh, yeah. you know, for Canon. Absolutely. Um, I, I honestly, I could see this being a camera that kind of, I mean, not necessarily shapes like a 5D2, but it's, it could really be could. a game changer though. Now, what's the, I mean, what's the uh, MSRP on that? Do you know off the top of ooh, your head? Let me look that one up real quick. I have lost my you. phone or I would look myself. Have you ever dreamed of working in the outdoor industry and unsure of what that next step should be? Film the Hunt, the industry's leader in production education and the most trusted source for job placement. Hey guys, Nick and Tom from Become One and Film the Hunt. With each season, we are looking to up our game in production quality and this year, we chose to make the switch to Canon. From cameras to lenses, they are performing when and where we need them to. From pressing that record button to snapping the shutter, we can trust that the image quality will be second to none. And when it comes to making the purchase, we trust our friends at Bedford Camera and Video in both their knowledge and ability to get us what we need when we need it. So it looks like that camera is 4500 bucks. And that was one of the things is it's it's that price range where I don't think a lot of cameras are. No. You know, it's like you, I mean, you get into the seven, eights. Yep. Of course you get into the reds and then you're yep. getting 20, 30, but all your MS, your, your, your DSLRs are kind of in that two to 3000 range. So it's right. kind of like that. To but me, it's, it's in between like that, that like mid-level pro camera, like an, an a seven, three, a seven R and an alpha one or yeah. like a one DX Mark three yeah. or something like that. So it's in that nice little middle range of being able to one be considered like a legitimate professional camera, yeah. but still not be six grand. Well, that's my point is you can get those guys that are like R five, you know, for a couple thousand. I can, you know, and, it, yeah. and it's to me price is a great indicator of the quality. You know, it's like with anything, you look at the vortex binos we've been selling. Yeah, 
It's like, well, what's, you know, is this better? It's like, well, yes. And it's more expensive because it's better glass. Right. Um, the same thing goes with cameras. The more you pay, the better features you get. Absolutely. Um, you're not. Now, the only thing you may be losing is the in-body stabilization, which have, which have we talked about that? We have. We did. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't have that in-body stabilization. But like you said, I, I see that as maybe not a benefit, but something I can work around. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, price point is right there. Um, and yeah, I really think this is going to, this is going to be a game changer. I think it changer. could be a really cool camera. And I think so. In nothing against Sony, I've tried to get people to switch because I really do love the color science of the oh, Canon. Absolutely. Um, and they always talk about lenses and this and that. And I, and, well, and I, I get mean, that. The Canon, now granted, the thing is, is like the RF, they haven't been out as long as the E yeah. mount, right? Yeah. So the RF mount will continue to grow mm-hmm. um, very rapidly over the next few years. Yeah. And yeah. It'll, and it'll close that gap. And, and I don't even think it's as much of the availability. I think it's just people are so invested into their Sony glass. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say to those people that are like, oh man, I'd love to get into the R5, or R5C. I'm a Sony guy. I love what the Canons look like. Um, but I've got to, and it's funny too, because it's, you know, they make it seem like they've been doing photography or some of these people think it's like they've been doing it for 30 years where they've got right. this closet full of right. EF glass that they always, you know, pick and choose from. They're like, I got a 7200 and a 85, yep. you know? So it's like, what do you say to those people that have two or three lenses on the Sony side and are considering switching to Canon? I would say switch. <laughs> just do it. Do it. Um, get as much as you can for the lenses you got. But yeah. um, I mean, obviously, like, don't get me wrong. Every every manufacturer makes a great camera. Yeah. I mean, Fuji, Olympus, I mean, Blackmagic, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They all make a great camera. It's all going to boil down to, like, what are your needs? Yeah. I mean, the R5C fits your needs far better than any other camera that is even close to that. Yeah. But if you already have that, um, you know, a7S3 and lenses, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about going to an R5C, what benefits are you getting out of that camera that you don't already have with your A7S3? Yeah. Is it worth losing 30% of your value in that that gear to get it? Well, that's just it. It's like, and it's, you can give them the whole, you know, you can get a lens adapter and switch. Um, yeah. I, which I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of. I am of. very against lens adapters. And is it because of just the... The quality is never there, man. Like as far as the, the autofocus speeds exa- yeah, and, yeah. and the connectivity of it, like, and then the fact that, you know, if that, if that one little adapter goes wrong, you now have no lenses. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the autofocus? Cause I've seen that and I think that can be confusing to people. Okay. What you mean there. Um, so on, on, Especially when you're trying to go from like an E mount to an RF mount, which is not a common no. connection. No. Um, you're going to be getting probably the least quality Chinese knockoff like adapters that you can get. Yeah. Um, and what that does is you have to think about the cameras today are not just metal and glass. There are crap tons of electronics, Mm -hmm. okay? So everything from your in-body or your in-lens stabilization, your optical stabilization motors, your autofocus motors, everything inside of that lens that communicates with the camera itself and then from the camera back. So you have your aperture controls and everything there. Now... When you put a a just a an adapter on it, one you're asking a two companies that are multi billion dollar companies, yeah. right? Let's work together. Let's let's take these two companies that have multi or have millions and millions of dollars in R and D into their products, right? And then you're going to ask this third party company that is like. $100,000 of capital and trying to design a metal piece that will allow those two items to communicate together properly. Yeah. It's almost impossible. That, okay, um, that's a great point. So, yeah, and I guess that's a follow-up question. I, and I know the answer to this, I believe, and I think you've kind of hinted at it. So, Canon won't make an E to RF. Absolutely not. Because that makes sense because we have a Canon 
R or EF to RF, mm-hmm. which is Absolutely. great. The connectivity is fine. But it's Canon. It, it, it's oh, Canon to exactly. Canon. You, you have to so think you of how many third-party millions eBay. of dollars these companies are spending on research and development to yeah. design this mount to go together properly, to make everything communicate together. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously going to say, oh, well, we don't want anybody of our, or any of our customers, our current customers, to feel like excluded because they can't use the glass that they've already purchased. Yeah. So we're going to make that adapter. That yeah. makes sense. But they will never in a million years make an E-mount mm. lens to a, a Canon body. And is the most popular brand the Metabones? I would say so. And they do between the two they do they do okay um and even then every now and then it's not going to communicate the best and even if it does communicate properly it may not communicate at the speed that you need it to yeah meaning your autofocus may actually be slower than what it would be if it was natively connected to a camera yeah which i'm sure i mean i've noticed that even with our ef to rf you Mm -hmm. know that extra little yeah you know it takes another source to go through absolutely Um, Man, that's a tough one because I've, you know, I've always given the, well, you can keep your glass for a while. And for a while, we we ran EF glass on mm-hmm. our Sony's because I, I've always liked Canon glass. Yeah, the best. I've absolutely. always been a fan of the EF mount. We've actually got no RF lenses. Um, now, that may change because the cool thing about the RF lenses is they're becoming smaller and smaller. Yep, absolutely. So in our space, you look at like a 7200 in an EF is a pretty bulky lens, but it's how many years old. So you're right. used to it. It hasn't right. changed almost at all. Then they come out of the RF 7200 and it's and it, like, it's almost the size of a 24 to 105. Yeah. I mean, it's tiny. And um, for what we do size, size matters. Yes, it does. It, it's, um, now I will say the only downside about the RF, um, 70 to 200, you cannot use a teleconverter on it. Okay. See, I've never really got into the telecom. Okay. So to so me, so a lot of guys that do a lot of birding and things like that, birding use is that what it's called when you birding when you're taking photographs of birding. birds. Um, when you're birding, a lot of people will use a 7200 with a one four teleconverter or two x teleconverter, but um, huh. it there's not any room in the back of that lens for a, a teleconverter to attach. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Why? Yeah, we should we should try to get people on board to do like deering and elking. Deering what? and elking, you, know? you should just to like go out and take pictures of them. Yeah, what are you doing? We're not killing. We're we're deering. We're deering right now. Huh. Um. Well, yeah, it's uh, the teleconverter has never been something that we've really used. Maybe for elking, we would use a teleconverter. Oh, you may you may need a teleconverter for elking. Yeah. Um. Interesting. So yeah, the RF lenses. One of the lenses I love that I want to try that I asked you guys if you had was 100 to 400. You didn't have it. Yeah, the 100 to 400 on that camera is really cool too. It's it's significantly smaller, mm-hmm. um, and that's that is one huge benefit of going to that RF mount is they really are trying to bring most of their bigger lenses more compact. Yeah, I would love. I love the Sigma 60 to 600, but it is it is just a it's tank. a behemoth. Um, and it's it's perfect for what we do, except for the size. Yes. Like if they had, if Canon had something similar to me, the 100, 400 is the closest. Yep. Um, as far as just that range. Um, and with 8K, you can punch in a little bit if needed. Well, yeah. And I'm curious to see, like much like the red or the sensors. You know, when you get out to their 6K, it it gives you a big enough image so that 70 we can work with. Mm-hmm. Same with the 60, the 100 probably not. But out west, I'd like to see what that looks like because as much as, you know, we don't do birding, so we can't necessarily switch lenses on the right. fly. It's right. really what we what we have. We're stuck with for right. a, lot of those, a lot of those shots. Because um, as soon as you have your short lens on and you're hunting out west, you yep. get your long lens right yep. away. Guaranteed. Um, but I'd love to try that 100 to 400. I think for us, just so people know, the listeners know, what our setup out west in a perfect world is going to be is going to be the R5C. We're going to have um, wireless mics on top, shotgun mic on top, um, probably the 100 to 400 as our long lens slash kill lens out west with a 16 to 35 or some type of cine glass um, as our short lens, artsy lens. Yeah. Um, 
do something like a 35 prime or something. Yeah, exactly. Or I mean, we've loved the fifties or, you know, the 24s. I love that wider stuff because yeah. 24 is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I think that will be our main setup out West now for the white tail. Um, that's the big question is, are we going to switch to the R five C's for that? I love this here slash C what's the low light like um have you had the chance to test that not a ton i mean from what we did do it looks pretty solid um, comparable to the r5 or r6 or i would this? say closer to the r5 okay yeah so i mean that's a that's a question mark i mean and, and the like Gemini i said isn't, it's, it's, it's one of those things we didn't have three or four days to test yeah. a lot of stuff so That'd be a game. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say game changer. That'd be something we'd have to see. Um, is it, does it mean we wouldn't use it? No, probably out West. It doesn't matter as much as the white till woods. White till woods can be last 10, 15 minutes. Um, so, um, yeah, that's a, I just kind of thought of that on the fly and yeah. I'm kind of bummed. My heart's kind of beating out. Like maybe this isn't the right way to go, you know? Um, cause of the low light. Cause of the low light. I yeah. mean, that's the main reason we got the R6 over the R5. Right. Um, and like I said, there's, there's a level of what we'll kind of accept and deal with. Um, right. You know, right. the Gemini isn't great low light. I mean, and honestly, I think the a seven series was as good, if not better than the R six and low light. Yeah. Um, but the R six was plenty for hunting. Yeah. So we don't need to shoot in the pitch black almost never. So for us, if, well, if we you, can get to legal light of yeah. hunting, then that's, yeah. that's all we need. Yep. Um, but that's what we test them for. That's why we do this stuff. That's why we have the podcast. So yep. we can talk it through relay to listeners and say, Hey, this is good. Check this out. Um, so somebody doesn't get it and say, Hey, there's no in-body stabilization. Well, if you listen to the podcast, we talked about a couple of times, actually, yeah. why is everybody calling it elking now? Because me and Luke are on that's the podcast. Right. We coined it. Elking. Yep. Um, I'd love to finish up if I can use your time a little more. Is that okay? okay? Yeah. Uh, I love to talk about because it seems like it's a hot topic now with a lot of our students. Um, the MacBook Pros. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, um, Ben was just asking me about that earlier yeah, I've today. Had, I've had Ben ask me. I've had Jason Matzinger ask me why people think I am the the Apple guru. I I don't know. <laughs> maybe because I'm the editing guy. Yeah, I mean, you have Tom. multiple um, apples. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I've, yeah, I've had, so I, I currently run a Mac pro with yep. an Intel, which is a beast. Um, yes. but it, that came with the, the price tag of a beast. Yes. Um, now the MacBooks. I've told people and I'm sure you'd agree, but feel free to disagree. I've said, I, I really think for what I spent on my Mac pro, you're getting way better value with the MacBook Pros. Um, I think the now. M1 chips. Now. now. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Not the Intel Not the ones. Intel. Yeah. Um, I guess my point there is for what I spent closer to 10 for a souped-up Mac Pro, I think you're getting similar speeds out of your $3,500, $4,000 yeah. MacBooks. Yeah. Um, to the point where I've told people, don't buy. Jason Matson, a good example. We've been talking about this. I said, my view is don't buy your iMac right now because they don't have the M1 chips. Yeah, the I, better I would not. If you're buying a, a Mac right now, I would not buy anything but an M1 chip. Stick to the Mac. So the, the M1 it, it chip have, is the processor. Correct? Yes. So correct. it's the GPU and CPU in okay. that um, because... It, initially you had Intel. So Intel's another company that you would... Which is what I have in mind. Right. Yep. Okay. And now Apple has come through and designed their own operating chip and CPU and GPU and combined it all into one um, chip called the M1 chip. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why that's so incredible is the fact that now all of your connections and communications between all of those different items are built into one singular silicon. Yeah. So it will relay that information significantly faster and with far less power consumption. Mm. So it's, it's really an, a game changer in the computer industry as far as like what these M1 chips can actually do. So for your editors that have a three or four year old MacBook, um, what will they expect when they get a 
I say souped up MacBook, but a, a higher level MacBook Pro with say 32, 64 gigabytes of RAM, um, the M1 or M1 Pro, what will they expect? Will they see, you know, faster this, faster that? So your render speeds are going to decrease significantly. Um, okay. Your actual, um, the way that you can preview your your video as it's going through, um, that's going to speed up significantly faster. All of your all of your processes that you're having to do, opening and closing a program. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now I can click Photoshop and it's open before I'm unclicked. Yeah. I mean, like it, you don't think about all of these tiny things that you do a hundred times a week that do take 35 seconds here, a minute and a half there, 10 minutes here to do a render. And if you take all of that time and you start shrinking it down by 30%, you start realizing, whoa, I have a lot more done at the end of the day. Well, yeah, and, and I've always said, too, it's like everyone's like, well, you can get a, um, a a PC that has 64 gigabyte of RAM and this these these graphics cards for way less money. And, and my argument is always look at who is using Macs. It's your graphics people. It's yep, your architects. Absolutely. How many times have you been out of work or down because you've had PC problems as far as the firewalls, you know, all those things you always would have pop yep, up. That's absolutely. like, oh, your computer's got a virus. And well, to me, it's like, you, I just never get those with the Mac. No. Do you have issues? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, mean, I, yes. I don't. <laughs> no. I mean, no, uh, I mean, yes, every now and then I do yeah. have, but like, here's for but a not perfect for example. Is you're not sending stuff back. The last time I purchased a MacBook yeah. was in 2014. Dude, I've, I, have, yeah. I was using the same MacBook Pro from 2014 to 2021. I've got one at my house that's 2008 MacBook. And it honestly doesn't even look old. No. Like it looks damn near the same yep. as what they have now. Absolutely. Now, do I edit on it? No. Can I do Photoshop Lightroom? Yeah. yeah. Is it fast? No, but it's decent. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I was telling people, I was like, how many people have how many a PCs? 13, 14 year old PC yeah. that they would be able to open up. Yeah. Um, or even a five-year-old DCS yeah. at I most points. It's true. I, I really do think you get better bang for your buck. Now with anything, times change. Now they, Apple's got the M1 chip, um, mm -hmm. but it's, it's relative. And I think for the price, this is one of the better value Absolutely. products you can get for yourself um, as far as an editor especially goes. Especially when it comes to Apple. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. that was, that was a huge thing was the fact that you could get a 16 inch MacBook pro with the M1 Max, 32 yeah. gigs of RAM, just topping it out minus the SSD. Yeah, yeah. And you could still get a one terabyte SSD in it, and it's going to cost you less than five grand. Yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy. Um, yeah. It's, because it's going to be performing like what your $10,000 computer yeah. does. I wish, yeah, I wish that wasn't the case because it would. Because you very recently, it feels you know, like. But at, you know, I've always, I always say time is in the editing world. Time is money. I, we've yep. got people that work Absolutely. for us that when they hit export on episode, there's three, four hours Yeah, and I'm taking half hour. Yeah. You know, I'm all, I'm just a touch longer than what my timeline is. Yep. Um, and Absolutely. that's a huge value because if it fails and I come back and I have to do another three or four hours, that's, that's, six a, whole, hours. that's a whole day. Yeah. You know, or if you're on the force that that's eight, yeah. you know, so oh, six yeah. to eight hours. I mean, that's time is truly and that's, that's exactly my point too, is like having those, those little things just start shrinking mm -hmm. in time, yeah. opening your programs, rendering while yeah. you're editing, pulling in new media into your timeline. That's a big one. I mean, getting all of those um, previews ready. I mean, all of that stuff takes significantly less. So even if it's 30% faster, yeah. okay, which I think it's more, but even if it's 30% faster, you're, that means you're going to end your day 30% faster. Yeah. Well, I even think too, one of the things we don't talk about is, um, your data transfers. You know, that was one of the oh reasons gosh, we bought yeah. a MacBook this year because we went to, um, Thunderbolt drives, mm -hmm. USB-C. And because of that, we wanted a computer that could handle that. So yep. now our drives are faster, computers yep. faster, you know, we're, and Before it, it would take us hours to dump red yeah. first. Now we're 
less than an hour almost every time. Yeah. That's worth the money when you talk about we're dumping every, pretty much every day during hunting season. Yep. Um, terabytes. Terabytes. You know, we're not even yeah. shooting two to one anymore. No. And that's an inside. We keep saying that. That's an inside <laughs> joke. I'll probably never tell. Because <laughs> um, for, for anybody that listens to this, that's like super into um, cinematography and compression rates. I'll look like the biggest idiot in the world for telling people I know anything. <laughs> but uh, I guess uh, the moral of that story is we all make mistakes. We all learn. And we learned a big lesson that. Yep. you know, that yep. day. Um, but anyways, um, yeah. So check out the R5C, check out the MacBook pros. Um, I think, you know, it's, um, I don't see that M1 chip getting any better in the future. Um, personally, not anytime soon, especially considering they have the M1, the M1 pro and the M1 max yeah. now. I mean, unless they go in and do something absolutely out of this world for the, you know, the the Mac, the tower. I mean, I, I can I, see those computers getting better, but as far as I don't see the M one, the M one part changing. You right, know, like that's right. So when they first come out their new processor, the M one series, that's going to hold for a while. Oh I think. yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's just Nick that doesn't work at Apple saying that, right. but I really, you know, you don't see them M1. Apple's not the company that the next year now they're rocking an M2. Right. You know? Right. Um, no, no. That's going to be there for a good minute for yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I had to wait. I, I bought that, you know, 2014, you know, I had that in 2014 and had it all the way up until this. And I was, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and yeah. hoping and praying that they're going to get out that uh, 16 inch MacBook Pro with uh -huh. an M1. And then when they did, they came out with the Pro and the Max, and I was just so excited. So, like that computer, I have plans to last the next eight years. Yeah. I mean, my goal or my philosophy when it's coming to buying a computer is buy the best one you possibly can mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. And even if it hurts, I know it hurts, but like, buy the best one you can because it's going to last you that much longer. Well, yeah. And I was like, if you're spending four, what's 4,400 for the more Ram or what's right. 40, you know, it's right. like, absolutely. If this is your livelihood or just a major part of your life, then would you, if you were buying a car, would you skip out? If you're spending 30,000, not spend 30,500 because yeah. of price, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's everyone's, everyone's got limits and there's, you know, you can argue everything, but, um, I agree with you. I think getting the best computer you Absolutely. can get. Um, now the other the, the counter to that is, it's tough to get them right now. So, oh my gosh, I had to um, wait two and a half months to get mine. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's quite worth waiting an extra six to eight months for a little bit more RAM. You know. Yeah. Um, well, that's the other thing. Okay, that's another big thing is you cannot do any adjustments to Correct. that after the after yep. the fact the configuration has to be bought the that's way because you of want the m1 it. correct the yeah. m1 they it is all built into one housing one unit mm -hmm. it's not individual pieces that are linked together it's all one single chip yeah very good because we've all probably done in the past like saved on ram yep. <laughs> bought it and yep. put it in ourselves owc yeah exactly we've, we've mentioned that and uh, yeah i found that out too i was like well we'll just and you do the research and luckily i did and, and you can't so don't think you're outsmarted apple this time because nope. you'll be in for a rude awakening with your eight gigabyte ram computer oh, that'll hurt <laughs> um trying to save all that money but yeah. um anything else to add on the macbooks no i mean they're one big thing that they did change on it was they increased the size, the like thickness of the MacBook itself. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little closer to kind of it. It feels more like that that white MacBook. You remember those? Yep, I do. Um, obviously, not nearly that thick, but kind of that same feel. But. I love it. I, I used to hate I, the touchscreen bar. Oh, I don't, I'd never liked it. I never used it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was kind of weird, but what I like about it now is because they adjusted the actual housing of the computer, it creates a far cooler cooling system. Mm. Um, so it has more air to move inside of that computer to keep it cool. And there's now an SD card slot. Oh, they brought it back and the MagSafe charger. Oh, yeah. that was huge. 
Yeah. Not to, having to use one of your USB-C ports to charge your computer. Yeah. What That was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't even know that. So they, you had to use a USB-C to charge it. Yeah. So, like, before this, like, between the, um, like, right when they changed the touch bar, they went all USB-C on it. Well, with that, you don't have a MagSafe oh my charger. Gosh, that sucks. So, like, if you don't know what a MagSafe charger is, it's it's the little magnetic um, dedicated, dedicated power source, yeah. right? Or a dedicated power port. Um, whereas the older ones, you had to use one of your USB-C ports to charge your computer. Oh, that's an awful idea. Oh, it's horrible. And then they took the SD card reader out. And for me, mm. all of my cameras use SD cards. Yeah, then you got to have your adapter and with you, you all the time. Yes, you always have Just to have an adapter. your leg off the side. Yep, that's right. Got to use that dongle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like the new MacBook Pros, I would be they're nice. very much in the zone for it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I appreciate your time. Just to recap, R5C comes out in April. Mm. As Luke's looking in his through his many pockets on his <laughs> pants, um, I'll just sum it up with R5C is coming out. It's a big one. MacBook Pro we talked about. Do yourself a favor, editors. Save save some time. Save your money and grab that. Um, while this episode airs, we will probably be wrapping up the end of our first run of episodes for Become One. But don't worry, we will be re-airing those episodes right after our 11th episode. So Monday nights at 9 p.m., check us out. Um, DVRs if you have to. We have other air times during the week. Um, yeah, we look forward to seeing you at the Great American Outdoor Show. If you're here, by the time you listen to this, we will be gone. <laughs> um, Luke, I'm trying to keep going. I know. I shipping on April 4th. <laughs> April there 4th. There we go. I finally okay. found it. Um, um, it should be shipping in beginning of April. Okay, perfect. Um, Luke, thank you for your time, man. Absolutely. I appreciate it always. We always get super nerdy. I know. It's I fun, it. though. Yeah. I enjoy it. I try to I'm not act nerdy, but I'm, I'm deep down, you're, I'm you're a You're definitely nerd. a nerd, yeah, for I'm sure. Nerd. I get AirPad Pros. I'm a nerd. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. Until next time, guys, I appreciate it, and um, I appreciate your time, Luke. Thank Absolutely. You, no problem. If we give it our best and we just come ashore, will we still see the woods for the trees? If we ain't got the grits looking back on it all, on it all. If my father would say that I'm proud of you, son, that's the man that I'm trying to become. Oh, what will they say when I'm gone? Oh, what will they say when I'm gone?